Hi. Um. Oh, I hope you heard Jordan there. Today has been like weird. <laughs> oh, that's the only word I can think of for it. And weird, when I say weird, that usually means um, mental health wise weird. So, um, having moments of feeling like sad all day, wanting to cry on and off. Um, and not really knowing, and really not understanding why, like, I feel like it right now, and I don't really, I don't really know why, um, and by that I mean that, like, nothing huge happened recently, like, nothing happened that really upset me that much, like, things are annoying, you know, life you know, those, like, petty things that just happen in life, um, but nothing huge, (sighs) sorry, that was me getting some of Jordan's hair off of my phone, um, but nothing, like, big that would cause, like, a lot of problems or put me in this sort of mood, um, it's probably a culmination of just a lot of stuff, I think. Um, and especially, like, I'm not good at this, but, uh, sometimes when I, like, talk about things, um, like, uh, stuff with, like, my past and trauma and stuff, even though I talk about it, like, the episode that I did yesterday, talking about the stuff that I did that, um, where I wasn't, like, the nicest, I don't know if it's not even not being nice, but just being, like, doing things, um, that weren't the best because of the trauma that I was going through and how important it is that trauma victims or survivors, however you want to look at us, are allowed to do that and talk about that kind of behavior too and that if you know that somebody's going through um something especially if you know that they're being abused like right now that it's important to kind of to not like let everything they do slide like you like your trauma is not an excuse to just be a to treat people um negatively or anything like that but it's also like one of those things like maybe don't hold that person up to or like understand if you understand where that person is coming from then it might be easier than to like let things slide as opposed to if that person wasn't going through those things and they were still treating you this way in a way like uh Yeah, but I think, like, maybe the things that I talked about then, um, like, brought stuff up that were upsetting to me, um, I don't notice sometimes when that happens. Like, sometimes I'll talk about something on one of these podcast episodes, 
and I'll be fine afterwards and then I'll go to bed and then I'll wake up the next day and feel sad so and I'll be like why do I feel sad I don't understand why um but I think that might be a reason why that's the only reason I can come up with at the at the moment um because otherwise there isn't a re- there really isn't anything that's necessarily like really come up like that besides the stuff that I thought about on my own um yeah like they have a new president that like actually cares about stuff and is like takes his job seriously and which is really weird (laughs) uh in a good way um that's a good weird but um yeah I don't really have anything else to say about that but I did finish um the Crooked Kingdom book and I wanted to talk about that because it was so good oh my god Jesus fucking Christ so I was worried that one of my two like I love all the I love pretty much all the characters from the from this series um the main six characters um but I have two favorites and so one of the YouTube accounts that I mentioned um that I started watching recently uh I watched her six of crows review and she pretty much had the same uh two that she really loved and everything and um so she so the she put like all the videos for for six of the six of crows duology in like this um in like a playlist on youtube so all the videos are all together and the so the i saw the thumbnail which is like the picture you see on a youtube video before it starts playing um for it and it was her like crying and saying that basically that she cried during the um and that she cried during the episode or during when she was talking about the book so after I saw that, I got like really scared that my two, fa- two, one of my two favorite characters were going to die, and especially because this series, the characters are in dangerous situations where they could die a lot. Um, that's basically the whole like premise of the series. Is like they're. It starts off as like them trying to do a heist, but it like becomes much more than that very quickly and but they're always in these super dangerous situations where they don't know if they're going to make it out of it and you're just kind of like praying that they do because at least if you're me because you love these characters so much so I took like three days to read this book which is a long time for me because usually I finish books that I really love in like a like a day or a little over a day (laughs) So it was like du- like double the amount of time that I usually take and it was just because I was so scared that they were going to die um that I would like 
stop after certain points almost to like give myself a break because and because the book was just so like action-packed like it was one of those books where you're it's just going at full speed the entire time um and it never stops so like when there would be like little breaks in the action I would like stop reading because I'd be like if I keep going I'm just gonna want to keep going and I'm gonna end up staying up until like way too late trying to read this book and then I'm gonna be like half dead at work tomorrow <laughs> um and I was scared that one of them were gonna die and put like spoiler alert neither neither of them died <laughs> um so I'm gonna talk about uh I'm gonna talk about the spoilers for the book I'm taking a screenshot at the time right now so I can put in the notes for this episode um, where I talk about the book freely just in case you've never read this book and you're not in it, uh, you want to. Like, the thing that I'll say is that if you've never read this series but you think you'll be, you would be into, like, a fantasy series that concentrates, that is very character-driven... Like, there's six different characters in the in this duology, and all six characters are developed so well. Like, I feel like I know these characters better than I know characters of books that I've read in other series where I've had way more books with them because the author just does such an amazing job of balancing, like, what's going on in their lives at the moment with also giving us flashbacks for like what they went through in the past so we can understand them and their story and what they went through um so well and then like the relationships they have with each other and how that all intersects and um and all the characters in these books the main six people they're all somewhat traumatized they all have traumatic things that have happened to them that they're all trying to kind of um deal with and in their own way and especially the two that I am attached to the most are went through like some pretty heavy duty trauma so of course they're the ones that I feel the most attached to (laughs) um but I love I love them a lot so I'm gonna talk about it all right now so the two I mentioned before that I love the most in this duology is Kaz and Inej, and I can't really decide like which one I like more than the other because I just every time like this these books like I said before the chapters in them are just the name of the person that you are reading the point of view of um and so uh every time there was a Kaz chapter, I would be like, oh my god, I love this child so much, and then uh, when there would be a Nez chapter, I'd be like, oh my god, I love this child so much, and then I'd be like, okay, I love these two so much, they're so traumatized, and I just want them to be able to have a chance to be happy, um, and there is so much, like, intersection with my own life, and especially the things I've been thinking about recently, um, like, it's kind of weird, but, like, the the episode that I did yesterday talking about how trauma survivors or victims, whatever you want to call yourself, um, need to have the space to, like, kind of talk about the messed up stuff they did and also be able to 
have the space to do that and still get like empathy from people um even if it's like messy and and all that kind of stuff they still deserve that and um kind of the i because the the idea that can kind of happen in your head when you don't get that from people or even not just people but like kind of society like the things that people generally talk about with trauma is people talk about like what you were like before and then they talk about how you feel after you've gone through it but they don't really talk about the middle very much and if you don't do that then you you get this feeling like because you're doing these like this behavior that you know isn't right that is messed up that could be hurting other people or you're just not acting like yourself you feel like you're the only one doing that and then you feel like you're wrong and messed up and a monster in some way and you don't deserve you don't deserve to feel better so or or to like be better like you don't deserve nice things basically like that whole thing is that because you feel like you did this messed up stuff so you don't deserve to get nicer stuff like other people get um so that was basically the story of Kaz and Inej, especially Kaz. Oh my god, that child. Um, basically, his story is uh, it's told like throughout the two books, but after the they tell you more of his like background in the first book. Um, but basically, he he was like this kid, like this young kid. Like, I don't even know how old. Pretty young. Like, I would guess, like, 10, 11, something like that. And, like, the the city that this whole thing takes place in basically takes place in a country that I feel like is basically the United States. But, like, without pretending like they're better than that. Like, <laughs> the U.S., like, people talk about, oh, God bless America, and, and this, and, and blah, 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 like... And make it try to sound like, oh, we're this great country. But, like, this place is, like, no, we're all for money. Capitalism is everything. So people who are well off, like, take advantage of um, people who don't know any better. There's a lot of, like, gambling and casinos. There's people who get, who are, like, it's basically sex trafficking and, um, or, like, are just constantly working, but they know they're never going to get like any farther than they can like basically like indentured would be they call them being indentured which is basically being a slave and um like against their will and things like that so they don't pretend like they're any better than that so in this place um like the bad part of town which is where all these characters um lived and like were before like they went on the heist like basically Kaz's story is he went there when he was like 10 or 11 probably which is with his older brother and they had some money and his brother thought that he was going to make money he they like got scammed by someone who stole all of their money and afterwards they didn't have any place to live because they didn't have any money they were so they were homeless for a while they ended up there's like a plague that was going through and they both got 
like sick with the plague um and in this place it's like an it's an island so the people who are getting sick they just kind of put them on this boat like out in the harbor like out in like the bay or whatever you want to call it they didn't they wouldn't if you weren't like somebody who was well off you didn't get like your own funeral they just kind of put your body out there um so him and his brother both got the plague so they figured that they would die so they put them out there on that boat but Kaz didn't die but his brother died um so he had to use like his brother's dead body to like keep afloat because he was you know imagine yourself like out in the middle of like San Francisco Bay or something and when you're a little kid and he like somehow swam ashore and ever since then he's been um he's like built up this whole persona like he's so cold and doesn't care about people and all this kind of stuff and is only about like money and what he can do to get ahead and things like that because um because he's trying to get enough power where he can um because the person that conned him and his brother is like the biggest baddest dude in like the bad part of town he controls a lot of it like I would compare him to like Al Capone almost or something like that so he has to um so in order to take somebody like that down he knew he had to get a lot of power and influence and money and control and things like that so his whole we we learn as the books go along that his whole thing is that the reason why he kind of is so cold to people is because he tries not to care about anyone because he's not there to like experience life or to like build a new family even though that's what happens to him he's there because he just wants to get revenge for what this person did to his brother and him and how they just destroyed their lives and didn't even care um and because he's done all this bad stuff to in order to get that he feels like he feels like he's like the worst that he's a monster that he doesn't deserve like to have some like good relationships with people or to have people who care about him because he's he can only be this this that is like just badness um which is not true baby but which is what he figures out in the story (laughs) um but uh yeah so um that's his kind of general story but there's the other part with him is for his PTSD stuff is that ever since like touching his brother's dead body and everything he can't handle touching people that whenever he whenever somebody touches him or he touches other people um he feels like he just has a flashback that he's like back in the water in that bay holding his brother's dead body and he just can't he literally cannot take it he has a flashback like every time like there's this there's this one part in the first book where you realize that where they in the first book part of their heist is breaking into a jail so they like let six prisoners go free and take their place and he thinks there's only six people in this prisoner van but there's actually like a lot more and there's so many there's like 20 people in there and so they're all like so close together that he actually like passes out when he's in there 
and Inej is definitely the closest person that he has. Um, and so she notices that he passed out then, and she doesn't know why, um, like, why he, like, why he passed out or why he was so scared of, like, touching people. Um, but she, but he does at some point in the first book tell her that, like, his brother, um, that this person that he's, that he's wanting to, like, get revenge on she's like why the fuck do you want revenge against him so bad that you're willing to do all this stuff and she and he's like and he does tell her that he killed um his brother so she at least knows that part and she knows that he has this whole trauma thing where he can't handle touching people um she doesn't know why but it doesn't really matter like there's this it's they do a really good job because Inej is like amazing and um, her story is that she was, like, 14 and, um, was, was, like, stolen by slavers, and she's, like, I don't even know what to describe it as. She's from, like, the country that's meant to be, like, almost, like, Russia in the original trilogy that I, of these, of this world that I don't really like, but she's, like, her people are almost, I would compare it to being, like, Native, like, a Native American tribe, um, because they're not white, and they have, like, their own culture and everything, like, one of the other characters in the book named Nina is from the country Ravka that she's from, um, but she's white, and Nina is all about, like, going back home and being with her people, and even though, um, Inej's parents are somewhere in Ravka, but she doesn't know where they would be by now, um, she, like, doesn't want to go back to Ravka, when they're planning, when they're, like, talking about, like, what they would do when they get, like, their money, um, she doesn't want to go back there because of, and she says, like, and she doesn't want to meet, like, people from the country because of how they treat, like, her, um, her people, so that's what it reminded me of, and she's taken by these slavers, put on a slave ship, brought to that country, and is forced to be a, like, to, be a sex worker against her will like they say that it's it's you know not against her will but it's one of those things where you hear a lot of stories like that still happening now where where they work at a brothel and um and like the person who runs the brothel is like really abusive and they um and they like charge her for rent every month or for like food and or to, like, do your laundry or whatever you would do. And, and they charge you so much where, like, paying off, like, your debt is basically literally impossible. So, like, her whole story is that, like, she somehow runs into Kaz and he gets his, his boss of this gang that he's been running to, um, that owns, like, a couple casinos and stuff to, like, um, buy out her her money and so he can she can then like work for work with him where he lets her do like he doesn't make her do anything like that ever no he would like Kaz would never do that but he would he just asks her for help when he's like working jobs and stuff because her family was did were like acrobats like they all did kind of like a circus traveling show like she would walk on the tightrope so no one like he was impressed by her from the beginning because she came up to him and started talking to him and 
surprised him like he didn't know that she was there and hello he's somebody who has ptsd and lots of trauma we always know when people are around because we notice everything so um he was impressed by the fact that she could surprise him and wanted and then wanted so that's what made them like start working together um so like in the but like with those two especially there are times when they're doing like parts of like what their jobs are and they'll just have flashbacks suddenly like Inej had some in the first book when they heard like a woman yelling at someone in another language she had a flashback to the person that was in charge of the brothel she worked at and how she would scream at her and hit her and make her beg to not like kick her out so she would be homeless and um and all these things and um she and both of them would have like flashbacks when they would be doing things and they're both seen as like these like like the other characters in the book like they have their own stuff to deal with like another character jesper he like grew up on a farm he's one of the people in this world are considered like Grisha that have like somewhat like magical powers that they're just born with and like his mom died when she was when he was like seven years old and she was also a Grisha or magical but his dad was always like terrified of what people would do if they knew that he was because some people from other countries will like hunt those hunt Grisha down and think that they're not human and act and like just want to kill them so like he has that going on and he tend and he like is just really impulsive he would he was the one that like had like a huge gambling debt um and that kind of comes into play in the second book but and the other another character wylan is the son of this super rich guy that ends up being like the big bad in the second book and he can't read and his dad is super mean and abusive to him like tries to kill him to basically get rid of him so that his new wife can like have another baby and he can basically make that person his heir because he thinks that his son is a failure even though he's really smart with like chemistry and science and figuring out how things work he thinks he's a failure just because he can't read um and uh nina is like someone who is she's from Ravka and is a Grisha and um like she's going through her own kind of stuff like she was kidnapped by this the other another character in a book in the book Matthias and who's from like the country that really really hates the Grisha that like talk about them like they're less than like human like they don't even consider them on the same level as dogs that they're just unnatural and need to be all exterminated and so she was she and him go back and forth a lot like they get she like he like kidnapped her and then they started getting along and then she was kind of forced to have him be thrown into this scary prison because if she didn't then the people that were with her were gonna find him and like throw him into a Ravkin prison and probably kill him and um she takes this stuff in the book that makes her super powerful but it's also like a super scary drug where you they use people like other grisha who take it just get super addicted and die really fast after they take it so she has to like fight that and her powers get all messed up and change after that happens and um 
So, like, the other characters, what I'm trying to say is that the other characters in this story all kind of have their own stuff that they're trying to deal with. Like, like the other stuff with Nina is, like, they're trying to, um, like, you know, she's she knows that everyone from Matthias's country is always kind of trying to find her, so she always has to be careful about who she shows her power to, um, and I'm forgetting somebody, Jasper, Wylan, oh, Matthias, even Matthias has his own, like, his thing is basically that he was a horrible, like, sexist, racist, just hateful person, because that's what his country taught him was right, and then throughout the story, he learns that that's not right and sees through Nina that, like, these people are just people and starts, like, basically going through deprogramming. Um, I didn't like him, really, as a, as a person because he still showed signs of thinking that other Grisha besides Nina were still bad and wrong and stuff, but he started really progressing with that in the second half of the of the book and then of course died because <laughs> whatever but he was like the one person in this book where when he died it was sad and like Nina was really sad but it didn't make me like super sad and he was the only character out of the six main people that could die and I wouldn't have been like crying like still and a mess over him dying because the other other five were I was way more attached to um it was funny because the girl whose video I watched where she had like the face where she was crying a lot she cried when she was really sad about Matthias dying and she talked about that a lot and I left her a comment being like because you put like a picture of you crying I been I've been like reading this book slowly because I thought that Kaz or Inej died based on your thumbnail so I, when Matthias was the one who died, I was like weirdly relieved because I thought they were going to be the one to die. <laughs> so that was funny. But um, for Kaz and Inej, they're the ones that their trauma is definitely super heavy. And the other ones don't really have flashbacks like that, like where they're just when they're in the middle of just life, all of a sudden they have a flashback to another time and place. Um, so those two were the, definitely the ones that I was the most attached to, and, oh, God, uh, like, the person's, um, review who I watched, she was just talking about how, like, Inez's life was so hard, because she was forced to be a sex worker, and basically be, she was basically sex trafficked when she didn't want to be, and, um, yeah, that is definitely true, but it also, it almost, like, gave me weird perspective, because I was, like, that's part of what made me really like her, and empathize with her, it was, I mean, I know what it's like to be raped a lot, so I was, like, oh, she's, like, some of the flashback stuff she would have, like, fit what would, what happens when you are a rape victim, like, um, like, there's this, oh my god, there's this one scene in the second book that is, like, fucking amazing. There must be, like, 5,000 different fan fiction stories that, like, sprung out of this one scene. But basically, like, Inej gets, 
um, gets in a fight with somebody and she gets hurt. And so she's trying to bandage herself, like, in their hotel room that these people are all, they're all having a hideout because all these other super powerful gangsters and stuff from the city they live in are all turning against them and trying to find them. So she's in this bathroom trying to bandage herself. And Kaz, so throughout the two books, Kaz, the only person that can touch him that doesn't just trigger him into oblivion is Inej. Like, he can hold hands with her, and she, like, touched him on the shoulder and stuff, and she's the only one that he can handle touching him. So there's this this scene in this in the second book when she's injured and trying to change her bandages. They're in this little bathroom, and Kaz wants to, like, he wants to try to prove to himself that he can touch her and not have, like, a mental breakdown, basically. And so he basically forces himself to change her bandages. And she can tell how hard it is for him to do it. Like, he's fighting being not, like, becoming triggered and going back and having to stop the, the whole time he's doing it. And it's this really amazing scene for me, particularly because she talks about, she says, like, like, it's okay, like, it happens to me, too. She says, like, some, like, the first time that Nina ever hugged her, she flinched, that, like, sometimes she watches the way the other characters can easily just come up to each other and put their arms around each other or give them a hug or, like, cuddle on each other or whatever, and she's, like, not jealous, but she can see that and wish that she could do that because she still sometimes doesn't like when people touch her because it, like triggers her and brings her back to when she was um being raped and being forced to be a sex worker and so it's like these two people that both have this horrible trauma of why they can't really sometimes deal with ever being touched and it's just like so beautiful because they both understand each other and they don't tell like anybody else how they really feel about that especially like um, for Kaz, like, he's, the, the two of them particularly are seen as, like, almost like these not human characters, because they are so strong, and they're really smart, they, they, they're, like, the people that always have the answer about what to do, like, Kaz is really smart with, um, like, plotting things out, where there's hardly ever a time when something happens when he wasn't expecting that to happen and he can like he's that character that like anticipates things happening before they even happen so the group is usually not caught off guard by things um and Inej is just like this super good fighter because of her ability to be like an acrobat she like nobody ever hears her coming and she can like run up like walls and stuff with without like anything to hang on to and things like that that most people could never ever do so they're kind of seen as like the other people in the group and other people who just kind of they run into that know about them kind of almost see them as like these amazing people who can do all these crazy things and I can't be like them I can't keep up with them they're so smart they're so cunning they're they can they never lose a fight how can they keep doing this but then in the series they do this really great job of showing the two of 
the two of them, like, their intense invul- like vulnerabilities where they can't handle people touching them. And they have PTSD, and they get triggered on a somewhat regular basis. So even though they're, like, they they do a really good job of, like, making them really human because sometimes books or whatever like this, they make, like, the heroes or whatever too, like, perfect or they don't, they're just, they're too good. Like, you need to have, like, faults in people because no one is that perfect all the time. So you get to see them, like, their vulnerabilities come out around each other and you just want them so bad to be able to succeed and to be able to be happy with each other because you know that they could be happy with each other they both understand like their own triggers and traumas and stuff more than anyone else ever would um like at the end of the first book like Inej tells Kaz like I want you like when she basically says like I want you after you've like worked through your trauma and you can really like be here with me and he's and like by the end of the second book like he's not ready for it they both aren't really ready for it yet they have like life that they need to live first but they also you just know that when after a couple years and they've worked through some stuff that then they'll be ready and they can be together and angels will sing <laughs> um but yeah those two are the two that i was really really attached to i was really scared they were gonna die but they didn't die thank god um the one scene at the end of this book like made me cry because it made me so happy about the two of them so uh at the end of the book when like all the crazy like plot stuff where all the people that are against them they like go through their whole plan and win um there's this one part when they meet up like really early in the morning when nobody else is there and um and is like so in the in the first book the whole heist idea was like this business guy said that he would pay them 30 million dollars to get this to like rescue this person from this prison and so they but it was from like a really high security prison and it, it was almost impossible for them to do it but they actually did it and then when they got back they found out that the dude didn't have like all the money that he had and he ended up being the big bad Um, and so the whole, so in the first book at the, for a little bit, they think that they've done it and that they're about to get this huge payout. So they basically can do whatever they want. And, and Nezhez says that she wants to like buy a, a ship so she can travel around and stop slavers and stop people from, you know, going through what she went through. And, um, so at the end of this second book, she meets up with Kaz at, like, he has to meet up with her at, like, sunrise. They meet up, and she tells, he tells her to look, and he bought a fucking boat for her. He bought a ship. He calls it the Wraith, which is, like, his nickname for her. And so he bought her a fucking ship. And, um, so she could, and she says, like, you know, he's basically like, please come back to this city, though. Don't leave me. And, He's, and she says, like, oh, I'm definitely not done with this city. And she says, like, she wants to take, like, everyone. It's really cool because she's like, I want to take everyone down. Like, like, not just, like, the slavers, but, like, the people who turn their backs on 
someone who's doing that and the people who like go to those like brothels and be with the girls and the business people who know about it and don't say shit or like make money off of it and wants to take like everyone in the city down basically for who's been a part of that like slave trade basically and um he's like so you want to take down everybody and she's like yeah and so like it's like a whole kind of mirror because earlier in the book um like they have like everyone coming after them like the business guy that was supposed to pay them and then turn into like the big bad guy he gets like basically all of the like police or whatever you would call it for the city they live in to look for them the there's like two other like big kind of boss people in that are kind of like gangsters that have rival gangs that don't like Kaz and they all the so like the businessman and the two guys that already don't like him um who run rival gangs plus the police they all start working together to all try to find him and find like these six people so they have basically an entire city out looking for them and so when that was going on and Nez is basically like oh my fucking god is this really worth it and he was like yes yes it is <laughs> um so at the end of the book this was him basically uh her basically saying that like that she's willing to like be against everyone and take down everyone in this city um and uh, have everyone against them again because I mean, like, I don't blame her. I would want to do that. I would, I want to do that. And also, um, that they, they did it in that book. Like, they were able to get all the, like, the, the gangsters and stuff and the business guy that was against them that were trying to ruin their lives, um, all, like, terrified of them or in jail. So they did it so they could just do it again. (laughs) Um, but yeah that scene is so sweet where he buys this is the part that killed me so he buys her a ship but then he looks over he tells her to look over this other ship from Ravka which is the country you know the country that her and Nina are from and her parent it's her parents like getting off of a ship to Ravka like in their country to see her and she's like what and she's like how did you find me how did you find them because she had they were like they were like acrobats like they did like a traveling kind of circus thing so they're always traveling around so after she was taken she wouldn't like have even known like where to go back to to find them or in, in a way to even find them so he somehow and it was really really sweet because she's like she that like the dialogue inside her head is like like miracles are real things can happen like like she's before she was on the way to meeting him she was thinking like things never change life is not that easy and then that happens and she's like miracles happen what am I talking about all this stuff has changed with all these people that I know and love and and she's just so happy and he's like He's like, is this okay? Like, is it okay that I found your parents? I wasn't sure if this was okay and that I should have done this. And she's like, of course. And she's like, are you kidding me? Of course it's okay. And he's like, well, you know, if things didn't work out, they would be coming here to like, to like find your body. And she's like, Shh. but like the way he says it is like very funny. Like it's the kind of humor that his character would do. 
but it's so sweet like the and it's so funny the part that made me cry was because it it's just these two are two that like struggled so much and just the idea of them being able to do anything that's positive or be happy and that they realizing that they finally deserve to be happy and being able to like be vulnerable with each other even if they can't really handle touching each other yet especially from Kaz's side he can't handle it at all um um it's so sweet because they're about to go and like meet her parents at the dock and he stops and he's like wait and he and when he, he tends to like look down and not give eye contact when he's being like vulnerable which something I do too and I think a lot of us do that and he goes and he stops and he's like wait he's like is my tie crooked and and that's what made me like cry because it was just so like sweet and endearing and and all that that he was like nervous to meet her parents that he like wanted to look nice for her parents and when she was like oh my god come on because she was so happy it was that was really really sweet um it's kind of like the whole thing that those two have gone through a lot and so they have all this baggage and stuff that they didn't think anyone would ever be able to understand so they're almost like each other's little unicorns that have been through similar shit so they can understand each other in a way that other people can't like I have like dreams (laughs) about finding somebody like that but I don't know I don't know if that's going to happen for me, but it's really fun to read something like that happening for these people, even if they're not real, it doesn't matter. So, like, Matthias died, like, that was sad, but I wasn't as sad as I would have been if anybody else died. I had a feeling like he was going to die, um, just because he was such, like, a horrible character for the majority of the first book. That a lot of times I feel like characters like that, even if they go... He went through, like, a whole character arc where he realized that, like, how he grew up was brainwashing and and it wasn't real. And that they, he, like, hurt a lot of people that were innocent and didn't deserve it. Um, and, like, the way he died, I liked because if he was going to die like I was glad it was in the way that it was where it wasn't anything connected to like the plan this like huge plan that they were doing um like they like their plan all worked out they got away from all of the people that were trying to find them but then this one kid was in was there from like the country that he came from and they all consider him like a traitor for um, him helping them get somebody out of his home country and not helping them um, be horrible racist dictators who just go around killing innocent people for no reason and so this but this 14 year old kid is like a child like he doesn't really he's completely indoctrinated in that kind of thinking and he shows up being like you're a traitor you're this you're that and Matthias is trying to tell him like I used to be like you like and he's trying to talk to him to get him to not to understand that how he was brought up isn't exactly right because he's learned this whole thing that he's that it's not right to like hate Grisha and just murder all of them just because you don't just because they don't understand where their powers came from or or whatever but like the kid ends up like shooting him 
So I kind of like that he, the way he died was just kind of like this offhand random thing. Like the other people, like the other characters in the book don't even know like how he got shot or who shot him. They just see him and he has enough time to like say goodbye to Nina and everything. But and Nina said that he'll like take his body back home to his country and bury him there and everything. But, um, yeah, it's just, there's a lot, um, like, they never find out who actually hurt him, but it, I kind of like that it was just this, like, random little kid that he was trying to help, because you can't get too mad at that child, because he's, there's a lot of other people that forced him to become that hateful, and he made that decision, yeah, but he's still young, and... Um, yeah. So, um, if someone would die, it makes sense for it to be him because he was the one, he did do a lot of, like, things that were pretty bad and the other characters did bad things, but they had, like, some grayness about them because they were, they were doing some of those things because of things that were done to them. Um, and they were trying to, it's one of those things, like, is it really that bad to, like, con people or hurt other people that are also out there hurting hurting other people like going against like doing that kind of stuff to like other gangs it's like those gangs are doing shitty things with their money and time so you can't really be that upset at them about them going against these people and all that kind of stuff um but yeah but his stuff was just horribly like racist and sexist and all that kind of stuff and then the other part of this book that was really sweet was that the two characters jasper and wyland that i haven't talked about that much but i really like those two are super gay for each other i wasn't sure who was gay in the first book but i was like oh what the hell let's just be fucking gay as hell and this book it was just super fucking gay they talked about how much they had crushes on each other the first time they met how much they like each other and they kissed a couple times and it was really really sweet (laughs) um yeah so in all I really 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 love this book series if you haven't read it I think that you should um it was just really refreshing to read somebody like to have an author be able to balance the characterization of six people so well and give them so much characterization and fill in like their backstory so well like when a lot of other books don't do that at all and um they like they just did so much and like she just did a really good job of balancing all of these people they all had like motivations of their own you got to know their own backstory outside of the relationships that they had with each other it wasn't all about like their romantic relationships or a potential romantic relationship that they had when they talked about the romantic stuff it was like the thing the reasons why like the that like um that like made the relationships harder to work out was all because of kind of their own like eternal internal problems that they were working through it it wasn't like the stupid shit that could sometimes happen like oh there's a love triangle or i don't know how i feel because i'm a wishy-washy idiot or the other stuff that YA books can tend to do like kaz and Nej was just like 
this existential crisis of feeling like am I work do I deserve to be happy and then also the fact that they get seriously triggered and have flashbacks whenever they especially from Kaz's point of view whenever they touch somebody like skin to skin and for Nina and Matthias like their whole thing was like he was like brainwashed basically to hate her and think that she was evil so like realizing that she is her own person and awesome um was their whole thing and for Wyland and Jesper it was more just they were both kind of like a mess and trying to figure out who they were and getting more self-confidence and not feeling like like Wyland felt like he was uh, not a good person didn't deserve nice things because he and thought he was like stupid and an idiot because he couldn't read and because his dad always treated him like that and um and then Jesper felt like that because he always had to hide the fact that he was a Grisha and he had he got in like such huge debt because he was seriously addicted to gambling and couldn't walk away and didn't know when to stop and um and they like both kind of worked through that whole process like Jesper had his like impulse was to just be really impulsive and not think things through and do like self-destructive behavior and and Wyland would be just um he would listen to that voice in his head that was telling him that he was shitty and believe it that sounded exactly like his dad and instead of thinking that he instead of building his self-confidence and through the book they both worked on those things to be able to be in a relationship basically by the end um but it was really nice and refreshing that their characterization was just there for themselves it wasn't there just for the relationship like yeah it helped like um strengthen the relationships that they had not just with the person that they were kind of paired up with but with the group in general and um yeah it was just really really nice to read a book like that to see a book like treat people with trauma so well and even outside of that like plot wise like the plot in the second book was so good like all of these people being against them and the and like how their plan came together where they were able to prove um like to get all these people caught like it was this whole huge intricate plan and they pulled the whole thing off and it was really really satisfying <laughs> So, um, that also was super satisfying as well, but yeah, it was, it was really good. I'm like really happy that the first like book series that I decided to read was one like this that is like way up there. Like, um, the way that I know that I like a book series is if after it's over um if I'm like I need like a physical copies of these books in my house because I just want to be able to look at them and touch them whenever I want and that's how I felt by the end of like the first book I was like oh, I think it's gonna be this kind of book series and then I got the when I was reading the second book I was like yeah I'm gonna need to get a copy of these books from like half price books um like this is a sidebar but like I'm sitting right by where my, where the couple books that I have are, and I have a couple, like, I got rid of most of the books that I've had. I have, um, I have a book 
that's about an ace protagonist. I'll never get rid of that book, but I have a couple of like trauma books that I got. I have the four or no, I have three of the Raven cycle books. I lost the first one. I have Hunger by Roxane Gay that's signed. And I have two, um, I have a couple other books that were ones that, like, I just couldn't sell. And I have two books that are the manga of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is one of my all-time favorite things. I've been thinking about selling those, though, because I, I know I'm never going to read them or actually buy the whole like get copies of the whole series um but what I'm trying to say is I don't have that many books in my house (laughs) I used to have an entire bookshelf and I basically sold all of them so those books are only like a handful so for like the series that I have I have the Raven Cycle series and I I need to buy the Chaos Walking series I need to buy this series and those are like super duper like mega top tier for me like, those series are so good. Like, they're kind of, like, the bar that... And it's not surprising when I look at all those series because all of them have a character that's been through a lot of trauma and um, has, like, serious some um, serious PTSD, anxiety things going on, and they're also really heavy on characterization. Those are always the books that I tend to like the most. So yeah, I really, 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 really loved this book. I'm really glad that I read it. And I think that you should too. I'm going to stop talking now.